Okay, I need more of that song. That that's was a like roller my coaster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I hit the wrong one first. <laughs> I've been personalizing them on um, Thursday nights. They kind of go with our theme. Uh huh. So that was um, from when I did Fallen. Uh huh. Gotcha. I don't know if y'all seen Fallen, but yes, um, I bought that as part of like a uh, a Fallen or like an Angel. DVD and it had Fallen and a couple of others on there. Man, that movie Fallen, I love it. Which mm -hmm. if y'all haven't seen it, Tully, watch it. Yeah, What's it about? What is one. it? It's called oh. Fallen and it is about a demon that has gotten into a serial killer and um, the serial killer gets killed and then... Is that with the, Denzel? Yeah, it's with Denzel. That's it's such enough. a good movie. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. I haven't watched that in years. That's a really good movie, actually. It is a really good movie. And that's that was my pick for our Angels, Demons, and Devils week. Mm -hmm. so. We need good a choice, middle choice. intro. Totally get on that. <laughs> oh, by the way, did uh, you send that did you send any of my stuff to the out of the blank dude? Yes. Yeah. If, if, I think I'll have to go back and check. I was, well, I was just gonna say if he needs any more, just let me know and I'll try to whip something up. Are we live right now? Yes. <laughs> this is like post-show discussion. <laughs> Welcome to Weird Awakenings. Happy Friday. We we are freestyling today. We're beatboxing. That's right. You know, and we do have a show coming up in December that's going to be mostly talking about what's coming up but i have a feeling that one's going to be pretty much what you were just listening to <laughs> well, I, and yeah i i said this the last time but all the people that join us you know they should definitely it'd be like a, just a general discussion with our audience i guess mm -hmm. yep you know what's some stuff you want to hear and you know <clears throat> here's what we've got coming but hey we can change up any day now so yeah, like I said, I think that's going to be really interesting, you know, just to kind of see what kind of input we get. I'll snort some stuff and mm -hmm. that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, but tonight, <laughs> we are talking spirit animals. And I'm going to, um, I guess, pull out my books. <laughs> <laughs> I do have lots of books, but, you know, um, and I think one thing that, and it, it was a long time before I realized this too, when I started, you know, connecting with other people that, you know, are sort of like-minded and everything is a lot of people really think that animal totems and spirit animals are a Native American thing. And they are, but every culture around the world has yeah. That's what spirit I was animals. Mm -hmm. Like that, like even if you think about like pagan beliefs, like ancient beliefs, mm -hmm. Yep. Um, even like, hey, Landa, hey, Landa, Landa. um, like the Mons, the Aztecs, like mm -hmm. you know, the Jaguar, the symbol of power. Yep, well, yep. this is not necessarily a power animal thing, but I recently like stumbled across some stuff about um, wear animals, and like in Africa, they have like. <laughs> that there's a myth about the hyenas but instead of the hyenas being like 
a were animal, it's like the hyenas shift into people. Whoa. Well, that's cool. I have not come across oh, that man. one. I like want to write a whole story about it. It's a really... <laughs> hyenas are scary. They are. You know they have um, a fake penis. The females do. And what now? <laughs> <laughs> do they buy them at like the store? <laughs> no, they're like in a little packet underneath their little hyena stuff. That wasn't on my bingo card for tonight. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Y'all never know when I'm here what's going to come up. So, hey, you know, I always imagine my spirit animal be like a unicorn, but it had like elephant skin and like Stop werewolf Alan. teeth. Well, I sent you guys that picture yesterday of which animals you would want to go to war with you. Yes, yes. I had to think long and hard about that one too. You got to have a tank and then numbers. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, and I think my six ostriches and a rhino <laughs> is, is a good show. Rhino's a good one. I was looking say, for a hippo on there. Huh? What did you say? I said I went with you. I went with the elephant and the wolves. Um, I was looking for a hippo on there. Like yeah, that would have been a good one. Mm-hmm. That would have been well, a good tank. I watched this um guy that he's got uh, um like a rescue farm, and they have got some ostriches. Mm-hmm. Have I not sent y'all the picture of the ostrich? I know I've probably sent it to you, Morgana. Hey, yes. Jen. Alan, you missed a, a very interesting conversation about uh, hyenas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about animals, spirits, and totems. Hey, Jennifer. <laughs> hey, Jennifer. Our special guest was not able to make it, so we will have her on another time. Yes. But, yes, um, yes. So it's just going to be us talking about them. But yeah. Disclosure, I was totally banking on that. (laughs) (laughs) She is fascinating. And and just so y'all know, you know, I did take that class with her where uh, it was a a shamanic journey class and we journeyed for our power animals. So I did do that, which of course, y'all know me. I had to have something weird happen. So um, my power animal story is kind of funny. (laughs) So at the first vision quest that we went on I had this big freaking owl like a big horned owl come and it threw a mouse at me and I was like what the heck was that and then oh it's a mouse and I was like no 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 this was something else this is something about that owl and then like when we did the deep journey to like really identify with what our power animal was I'm like looking and you know and there's I see this big tiger like shadowing me and I'm like not thinking that's not my tap power animal because I was thinking it was going to be a wolf or a horse or a raven because those are animals that, you know, I've seen in throughout my life, but I didn't know what the power animal would be. My power animal actually turned out to be the tiger and tigers, by the way, um, the horned owl is called the tiger of the sky. Weird. I've told you for years that every time I'm looking at images and stuff, I always associate you with owls. It's weird. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I've got like a folder of like our friends from, you know, when we used to get together regularly and images and, and paintings and stuff that remind me of them. Yours is full of owls. That's so interesting. And I, I, I will say why I don't sound excited about that is my uncle is Native American. He is of the Ponca tribe. And according to them, <laughs> owls are like black magic. So. Oh, okay. All right. Weird. I love owls. Well, and in the, the Celts, it's a totally different 
things the same with the, the romans and the greeks but mm-hmm. for his tribe and that's just what i grew up around is um he he was very much not even talk about owls oh wow huh. you know i'm trying to think like we're not too far away from the cherokee nation here so there's like a ton of like cherokee descendants um you know i know that cecil has cherokee in his bloodline and my great great grandmother i believe was full but um i can't think of any like in, and maybe you know cecil i can't think of anything in the cherokee like lore about like evil animals i can't either i'm like an eighth or a 16th or something like that my great grandmother was and like my great grandfather was half but um I, that lore, I just is something my family never kept up with. They were uh, backwoods hillbillies. So, Rich Rastucci, I could see you as a spider. It's that sneakiness, just sneaky sneak. Well, that wonderful friend of him has been having an infestation ever since she told him that too. Yeah, so like not telling him <laughs> shit no more. Uh, I'm gonna tell you what. I have seen more spiders this year than I have seen in my entire oh, no. life. Oh, no, no, let me tell you. So I tell him this, and the next day, like, there's this giant spider. And I'm like, what the heck's up with that spider? And I was like, oh, and I, you know, I need glasses. So I'm looking at it with my readers. <laughs> and I was like, is it carrying something on his back? And I was like, oh, you need to go outside, because I think those are babies. It's a wolf spider. Oh, my God. Wolf it had, I, I tried to, like, swish it out the back door. I wanted to have a peaceful encounter with the spider. And babies went everywhere. <laughs> I, had to go get, I had some vinegar in a bottle, and I was like spraying on, going, "I don't mean to kill you. I tried to set you free." Oh yeah, Christy's old mojo's putting the spiders in my house. Hey, Carrie. Um, I see Alan Lassiter asked about my uncle and Bigfoot. Um, actually, Alan, there is a story there as always. Hey, Mark. Um, my uncle's brother lives um, in Oklahoma, and he had an encounter and saw one, got a, some hair sample, and they had the hair sample tested, and the DNA came back as a non-human. So I don't wow. know the details. He's passed away since, but um, my uncle's always happy to talk about it. No, I do not have an uncle who is a Bigfoot, Mr. Richardson. I have a son-in-law that wears a 17 shoe, so does that count? No, Bigfoot's okay. like 22 foot. Okay. 22 right. inches, I think. Okay, gotcha. And we're Just... not talking about those other things. Don't <laughs> <laughs> rate those things by the inches there, Cecil. <laughs> hey, Carrie. Um, it looks like mine. Hey, Mark Eady. Hey, everybody. It looks like mine spirit animal maybe a hybrid of a wolf a bear and wolf bear. a hawk because <laughs> <laughs> all these sound just like me <laughs> i don't know it, as far as like life experiences like i haven't done any shamanic journeys like you're talking about or or, or like explored that part of me i guess but in real life I, I do tend to see a lot of um like crows a lot of crows and um, sometimes hawks. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and that's the thing I was always taught growing up is pay attention because mm-hmm. things are showing up for you for a reason. I mean, we always, I, we have what I consider a family totem. It's a, a family of hawks that have lived in the same tree on my father's property since we moved there 
in 77, 76, 77, something like that. They leave for the winter and then they come back, they have babies and then they all leave again. I mean, so it's, it's really cool, but you know, sometimes you don't want the message that you're trying to receive because I remember, um, I would say my power animal is probably vulture, but I remember when I started seeing it and it was there all the time. I mean, you know, I'd go outside and it'd be circling my house and I'm like, no, you know, this just no. And uh, we've got a friend that uh, was from uh, England and he said, you know, you need to quit fighting and actually read up on the symbology. It's not as bad as you think it is. And it's actually really cool, the things that I, I've discovered. Because, you know, like I said, you just think of carrion eater. You know, that that's the only thing I ever really associated with them. Um, I've got a friend. Um, I'm not going to say her name on air, but mm -hmm. she actually does <laughs> organ retrieval not like illegally but she like works, works for um a place that they you know they go and retrieve organs and for people doing transplants mm -hmm. and that is her power animal oh wow mm -hmm. yeah and and that that's the thing like i said you know because it was ian you know he was like you know you need you're you're fighting this why and i'm like ian it's it's a vulture he goes you need to really study some on this because well, you know well, and that's that's the thing is, I mean, if you if you start looking into it, you can have multiple animal totems and spirit mm -hmm. animals and stuff. Your power animal is like where you get your, your most power, but you also have a shadow totem, and it's usually uh -huh. something that you are not at peace with. Yes, um, and I know. Like with our friend Erin, <laughs> she hates alligators, but I've never seen someone she can call one up. Psychically, I've seen her call them up psychically. Yeah, from across a river, she can call up. But um, that's one of her things. I wish could do that with her. with bass. <laughs> I've never cried. <laughs> no, <I didn't. laughs> well, you know, and that's I think my shadow totem is spider because that's the thing that you know it. I see things there that I know I need to incorporate, but it just it bothers me you know, every time I try to work with that energy and everything. Hmm. Don't know well, I've, I've, I need to explore that more, I think. Uh, all I've seen is like, you know, the overworld. I haven't went underworld to see, mm -hmm. you know, what everything is, well, I guess. I love to journey to, I mean, and this sounds horrible because if you don't understand it, but I mean, going to the underworld is where the animals and the plants and a lot of times more of your earthbound spirit gods are there. Um, mm -hmm. So when I journey and I, I used to journey every day when COVID started, I journeyed every day just to kind of make sure was staying in touch with stuff. But um I love it. I love to go there and just hang out and just kind yeah. of see what's going on. <laughs> and I've noticed that um, you can, I can journey through the same tree, but sometimes it goes totally different places. I wonder if it's just Rich having trouble with the feed. I, I can, you Rich guys aren't lagging or anything on mine. No, it's just, it's just Rich. <laughs> we were supposed to jump on, but I guess he's not going to. Which that's right join us i heard you guys be talking wild dongs on watching weird <laughs> uh, i bet you he missed that whole that whole comment 
<laughs> but, um, you know, uh, and, and I think you should too, Tully, because like I said, you'd probably be surprised at the things that you connect to. Well, I mean, you guys know how crazy my dreams and stuff are anyway, um, especially lately with uh, some of the experiences I've been having. I'm almost afraid to do certain things right now just because, like, I don't need any uh, extra crazy, you know what I mean? <laughs> But, you know, maybe that, that would actually counteract some of the crazy. Maybe you need to get some natural into your life. I think that you would be surprised. Um, mm -hmm. I say do it. Do it. Are we talking yeah. about hallucinogens? Look, there he is. Hey, what's up? Hey. What are you guys doing? What, what's doing up? Good. How's it going, no. Rich? Same old shit. God. Damn spider! <laughs> spinning webs, feminine energy, and patience. Patience for me? What a goddamn lie! Shadow energy. <laughs> Before we get back on the topic, I want to talk to you, Rich, about watching weird. Um, she said you guys are rating things in dongs now. Yes, yes. This show already is a five dong show. <laughs> I want you to. Is it possible to start rating it by like a one inch dong, two inch dong, three inch dong? You mean the size of the dong? I, I don't know, man. All our dongs like are this full movie, size I give it a four inch dong. <laughs> All right, I know what the guys on watching weird are getting for Christmas. <laughs> so I, I already got the dong thing covered. We're good. Rich, did you hear the fact about hyenas that Hadley threw out there? No, I, I, I was. So I don't know what was going on, but I had this up. I was about to join, and then I was like, I don't really have a lot to say about this, so I was going to back off. Uh, and then I had I pulled you guys up on Facebook, but you were just really spotty. It was just like, ah, it, uh, and and I and I so I didn't hear the hyena thing. So lay it on me. Go ahead, Hadley. Go ahead. <laughs> female hy okay, hyenas are a matriarchal society, and mm -hmm. the female hyenas have a fake penis. Google it if you don't believe me. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. So, do you want to be, want me to get all scientific? <laughs> yeah, of course we okay. do. Do you know what the term imposex means? No. So of there, there is one of the things that we used to look for where I work is is called uh, triphenylten, and when you add that to a certain snail, that snail grows a penis. That's imposex. What's when it called in females? Um, well, it's called triphenylten, and it's very deadly to humans. Also deadly to the snail, but you know what? She gets to grow a, grow a dick before she dies. <laughs> so I don't know if that makes her happy. If, if it's like a dudong dick, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, for more to my life. So. <laughs> oh, I know what you meant. I just didn't want to see all dead Cecil with a giant. Well, we're gonna go right there anyway. But. <laughs> So well, no, you'd be dead. You literally couldn't live with it. That's the, that's the problem. It made her I'd girlfriend happy. <laughs> anyway, well, as, as we were saying earlier, our special guest um, is out of town, and she did not get to make it tonight. So we're going to reschedule her, but we get to have Rich Restucci instead. He gets so to talk fun. about Rich. about snail penises and mm -hmm. dongs and spider webs. <laughs> So, Rich, was there anything, like, as far as animals go, I know you used to dive a lot. Was there anything that you used to see that, like, you know, uh, I don't know, like, would put you in awe or anything? Well, like, like animal-wise, like any crazy animals? So, 
not so much here. Okay, so the weirdest thing I ever did see was here, and it was an electric torpedo ray. And I, I didn't know what an electric torpedo ray was until I got too close. And um, so when they say electric torpedo ray, they friggin' mean electric torpedo ray. That shit, it was unpleasant. But I mean, that was sort of a brief moment. It was really pretty, if that helps. I, I've seen bull rays, giant bull rays over it when I was diving in Australia. Uh, and a potato cod the size of Volkswagen. There were dozens of them. There was supposed to be gin bays that day, which is a whale shark, but I, I, we never saw him, but there was a tiger shark that was swimming around. He was a 15 footer. We had to get out. So other than, other than the tiger shark, which I never actually saw, but I just, they just said he was around. No, nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, I've seen some weird shit that wasn't living, but I never really saw any, any super cool animals. Like, I mean, I saw octopi. I saw octopuses octopi i don't know i saw more than one octopus at a time um, which, if you guys have never seen squid eggs diving they're really cool that the, the way they have this statuesque um, sort of goo it's pretty cool um all kinds of like really cool um uh, jellyfish uh tinophores which are this uh it almost looks like a jellyfish and you can literally just swim through them Wow. Uh, that kind of stuff, but never really anything that I'd call crazy cool, um, except that tor torpedo ray who really didn't like me. Uh, so no, no Leviathan level encounters. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Tully. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing like that. I mean, so you not in the water. Out, when I was outside the water, I had some Leviathan level encounters. We were. Uh, I was just talking to Hadley about this the other day. We were on a, on a boat. Uh, doing some water column surveys in Massachusetts Harbor uh, or Mass Bay and our boat broke down and we're like, you know, crap, what are we going to do? And for the next two hours, a humpback whale played with us and it was fantastic. And I'm talking five feet away. I mean, if it, had I jumped off the boat, it would have been from, you know, five feet and I would have been able to touch that whale. They don't, I don't know that that would have been the best course of action. So I stayed on the boat, but uh, it was it was with us for it was with us for a solid two two and a half hours. It was that's awesome. It was wonderful, yeah. I've seen people was, have like um, beach balls that they'll play with them with, like they'll throw them out and it'll like yeah. So, sometimes people you you just don't understand how big the animal is un until you're confronted with it. Honestly, it is it's enormous. It outweighs the boat by threefold. It does. And we were on a fifty foot, a fifty two foot survey vessel, and this thing it's just it's enormous. You know, so you had a chance just, to saddle up a whale? And you I have it. not. Uh, I don't. I don't know that that would be the best plan. I, I, as I got older, I could hold my breath a little bit less. I, I was a three-minute guy when I was a kid, but now I'm probably like a three-second guy. You know, when I hold my breath, Me too. So I, just, uh, <laughs> I just don't know how how well that would work. Plus, all the thing has to do is go turn this way, and you're dead. It'll just you just. You're just gone. the rush of the water will kill you. So it's... Well, I saw a crazy video today, which um, I don't know. I know Morgana knows this, but I don't think the rest of y'all knew. I grew up going, we would go to Grand Isle, Louisiana every summer. My aunt and uncle had a fish camp down there and we'd go, we'd go fishing, crabbing, all that stuff. L like when I was little, we would go out f fishing at the oil rigs. Never freaking saw a whale. Today, someone posted and it's the second video i've seen the other one was was um filmed years ago like probably around 2013 but this one was filmed yesterday it was some guys that were fishing off the coast of grand isle and there's a pod of orca oh wow 
Yeah. And I mean, I sent my cousin a message. I'm like, I never knew that there were orca in the Gulf. And he's like, Mm -hmm. he didn't either. He goes, I'm going to have to ask around. And like I said, we grew up going down there. I mean, he still goes every, you know, every other week. But, um, fucking, excuse me, pot of orca. (laughs) Which, that's like one of my, that's like my favorite probably marine animals. You know, I always thought that I was going to be the one that would drop the most F-bombs on No, it's me, you know. (laughs) Um. It's me. Well, you know, um, I don't know if you saw this, Hadley, but um, one of the things that I saw recently was uh, this, uh, the pink... Um, pink Mimi jellyfish that have been washing up on Bald in Baldwin County in uh, in Alabama. Yeah, I saw I saw pictures of those. I was saying, you know, we used to go over there and to Pensacola two or three times a year, and I've never seen a pink jellyfish. I've seen thousands of those little moon jellyfish and those stinging ass jellyfish. Well, say so this Portuguese man of war, and what they have, they have the. Um, <sighs> Uh, those tentacles that wrap around you. And this is little... not at all on our topic. By the way. <laughs> well, it's it's animals. <laughs> you know. Okay, so I, I'll I'll throw something out there. Mm-hmm. We so, got before you do that. We got jellyfish in the lake that I live next to. That's true. That's, yeah. yeah, that's true. Freshwater jellyfish. I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own two eyes. Yeah, I saw I saw a video of an octopus swimming. Um, I think it was in fresh a freshwater creek. In only Washington, in where Cecil lives, they're only in the the county reservoir, like where they get their water. Don't. And they're like the size of a quarter. They're not huge jellyfish. You guys ever heard of an irukandji? No. Irukandjis are really small jellyfish. They get off the coast of Japan and Australia, and they can sting. They're pretty bad. They're not as bad as a box jellyfish, but they're really small, so they get through the jellyfish nets. It's pretty funky. And the, the man of war, it's not one organism. It's a colony of organisms that live together in symbiosis. Wow. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen one of those? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've seen, I mean, I've seen one that they harpooned. I've never seen an actual live one in the water. Some of those are like massive. Yeah, they can be, well, they can have tentacles that are, I don't know, 100 meters long, something crazy like that. But yeah, that's, that's nuts. And uh, mm. and those the box jellyfish in the Irukandji are really really they can be deadly, so you yeah. just don't want to get that shit on you. It's pretty bad. Oh yeah, that's uh, like I said because I know usually August to mid September, you just stay out of the water down here because they will eat two feet in and you're covered. Don't you just <laughs> feed in it? Huh? Just That's what it? I've always heard. I've never tested that theory. But, well, know. ammonia is the best thing if you have it. Um, like vinegar is great if if you have vinegar. Uh, ammonia is pretty good, but ammonia is also really bad for your skin. So when they say to pee on it, it's because of the ammonia. But you're much better off with vinegar, like salt, mm-hmm. just straight white vinegar. I usually got at least a gallon of vinegar. With yeah, right. I'll never go to the beach without it. There you go. <laughs> But anyway, what were you going to say, Tully, before I I jumped on it? No, I've been thinking about all kinds of stuff since then. But uh, (laughs) talking about all these huge, like, sea creatures, it always reminds me of the stories from um, when we covered Lake Lanier. Um, There was a a chicken truck that wrecked into Lake Lanier off the side of, I guess uh, they've got it dammed up. Um, And divers went in to try to you know, at least get the truck and the trailer out of there. And when they went in, 
they said that um, there were still chickens in the trailer, some of them, but there were catfish the size of literal cars eating chickens whole in Lake Lanier. Oh, yeah. They have um, Columbus Lock and Dam up uh, around Starkville, Mississippi. Mafia people used to drive down from New York and put bodies in there and the catfish would eat them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people disappear in Lake Lanier and mm-hmm. they... They blame it on hauntings and stuff, but you know, some of it could be if you got something that big, grab onto your leg and pull you under for a little bit, you're gonna drown. Like, hey, no question. Look, my dad's uh friend broke uh the state record for catfish back, it was 20 years ago, it's been broken two or three times since, but it was like an 89 pound catfish. Mm-hmm. That thing was huge. I mean, we used to see them at the um, reservoir out here where they're, you could go to the spillway and look down and where the water was calm, you would see catfish like the size of small humans, you know, like kid size. Good eating. Just sitting there. I don't, think, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fish. I feel like if a catfish is that big, it's so old, it probably ain't very good eating anymore. <laughs> no. They did. I'm reeling it in. I'm reeling it in, guys. I'm going to tell you the difference between a spirit animal, a totem, and a power animal. (laughs) (laughs) Your spirit animal are those animal spirit guides that appear when you need them. So, like, what most of us are talking about is like when we see something, that's that's probably where your spirit. Like, for me, I've had different ones appear at different times in my life when I was going through different things. Your totem animal is like the animal representation of you personally. And then your power animal is the spiritual energy that you call on from within or invoke for assistance when you you need help with something. So it's kind of like your your Robin or bat, you know, to your Batman, I guess. So a spirit animal is something that shows up to you when you're, when something's happening to you. Yeah. Yeah, mine, mine wouldn't probably be a method. I mean, <laughs> better a method than a friggin' squirrel. I got. I'm just inundated with squirrels. Uh, I have a cat. I can send you. She brings them in dead to my, oh, my house weekly. My dog got two this week. So Sir Edwin, may he rest. Yeah, in Sir Edwin. Yes. Yeah, Edwin the squirrel. Um, Jennifer, I found mine um, by going on a shamanic journey, which I can send you a link to one if you're interested in that sort of thing um there's a pretty good one online a lady that i've i follow that she's she's pretty pretty good if, if you're is that the one that you sent me probably so yeah yeah I, and I, I, I will only send one that i've done myself so y'all know that i've tried it out yeah i, I do remember what i was gonna say now okay so so <laughs> everybody always talks about like you know animals that are in existence today most of the time anyway but I, I think about stuff like you know nobody ever says that their spirit animal is a saber-toothed tiger or like something that's extinct and i was just wondering like have you ever you know heard any reasoning or logic behind that or even like mythological creatures like well, you know what anybody's spirit animal is the wendigo or something like that you i know? would say more of a power animal yeah, less of a spirit animal, more of a power animal. But your power animal could be something mythological. Um, and, and keep in mind when we start talking about quantum physics and things like that, you're looking at alternate dimensions and what exists there. Gotcha. Um, 
but but yeah read that thing i sent you earlier and so with CERN doing what they're doing we could have a whole new set of power animals true that's awesome okay i want my be chronos <laughs> gonna hurt you over CERN. So, uh, <laughs> she dropped it first. No, Cecil did. Oh, he did. He just said, "Yeah." Well, you know what? It is he was saying Chronos. <laughs> it is. He, yeah, but he went straight on into with what CERN's doing. <laughs> it, it is relevant because it's they relevant. had a they had a shamanic ceremony before they fired CERN up. Yeah. Was it a shamanic ceremony or was it something else? Because we need to be well, careful with that. I mean, it, it probably wasn't shamanic. It, it was probably something else, but they had deer horns, and it, it looked like a crazy pagan ritual. Hey, pagan rituals aren't crazy. Some well, pagan rituals are crazy. <laughs> well, some, some religious uh, uh, are crazy, too. You know, True. I think so. True. Well, and, and the thing to remember when you're talking about shamanism is it's not religious at all. It is yeah. something that is not religious. Well, and I think there's a reason too that they have. Um, um, they also have the destroyer in front of CERN. What's the what's the god's That's name? Not the Sheba. Yeah. Okay, y'all are going off a of bunny hole. I'm not really really <laughs> doing today. It, it's just like a, it's a combo. It's like they're using they're throwing everything at it. Okay, so I have a niece that something came up. She was about two years old, and my sister-in-law had been commenting on the fact that there are vultures all around the house. It's like, you know, they'll be around if she's outside, I'll see them, you know, or on the side of the house she is. I'm like, well, it's probably, you know, associated with her some some way. Oh no, that's not it. So this went on for about three or four weeks. And then she calls me one afternoon. She goes, you're not going to believe this. And I'm like, okay, shoot, tell me what's going on. She said, I was in the other room with Savannah. I hear someone knocking on the door. I open the front door and there is a vulture pecking on the screen door and the yard is full of them. I'm like, okay, now if you don't get the message now, you're just, just give it up because that was just about as cut and dried as it can get. As far as something's trying to give you a message. Yeah, maybe like they hungry. <laughs> well, that could be. Very well could be. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm yeah. to have to say this too. Uh-huh. So, and I know you're, well, you might not remember this. When my mom was getting ready to die, mm-hmm. there was a flock of fucking vultures mm-hmm. <laughs> right. like landed on the house. And I'm like, because y'all know I'm into all this woo stuff. And I like went outside, I called my friend, took a picture. And I go, if my mama dies today, I'm going to freak the fuck out. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this a sign? But um, actually, it was a sign that. Thanksgiving had just happened and a lot of people had just thrown out their turkey carcasses. Right. So there is definitely a difference between a true sign yes. and, I have, and, and and reality. So yes, um, yes. I think I have one weird experience that's ever happened to me similar to what you were talking about. Um, I used to go to, I, we used to get off work. Uh, Cecil and I worked together at, at one point in time and we used to get off work at 10 p.m. at night. They make you run late at Chippendales. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would always go to the to the public park and play guitar in the evenings just to sit there and you know be outside and just nobody was there. And I was playing one night 
and this massive, like it, it's still to this day probably the biggest owl I've ever seen, flies down while I'm playing and lands on the picnic bench in front of the picnic bench that I'm sitting on. Picnic. And um, it stayed until I stopped playing. That was probably the, the craziest experience I've ever had. That's cool. So have you had an experience like that, Cecil? No. You've not ever had a weird animal experience? I fist fought a deer once. How'd you do? I won. Um, I had I had I had hit it with a car. Um, I pissed <laughs> off. So you cheated? Yeah, I cheated a little bit. <laughs> I pissed off because I could see my house, and I got out and it started bucking, and I started hitting it. <laughs> Man, they they kill a lot of people. Yeah, yes. I was mad though. Yeah. You know, I've I've, <laughs> I've hit a deer once, and then I've been hit by deer two times. I there was. That's what happened to me. It just jumped straight in front I, of the It was Christmas Eve, and I was going two to three miles an hour because it was snowing really bad. And all of a sudden, this dude comes off the mountain, pissed off, just rams the car and just runs back up into the woods. <laughs> I had one um, that ran out, and I swerved to miss him, but his I had a nose print down the side window of my car. From like where he had nearly met his maker. He oh he died. He broke his no, nose. He, no, he, he didn't couldn't breathe anymore. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he died slow and painfully. Don't say <laughs> that. There was no blood or anything. It was just like a little smudge. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a friend of mine. Um, her father had passed away, and um, she lived around this probably about two miles from my niece. And uh, she goes, you know, let's, let's go hang out, you know, so I can get away from everybody for a little while. I'm like, okay, sure. Let's go. And it was about, I don't know. It was early February. So, you know, hunting season was over. We left going back to her house at like two in the morning and we had to slow down to probably 10 miles an hour because every time we'd go 20 feet, we'd see two or three deer on one side of the road or the other. And I finally just told her, you watch that side, I'll watch this side, and just let me know if somebody comes out in the road. We counted 48 deer that in that two-mile stretch. Where we're from, like, they're almost like a parasite. We have seen something. They're almost yeah. like a parasite. We, we have seen something. Oh, Cecil, that wolf? Yeah, Cecil and I were on our way back from work. We, we rode together for a little bit, and it was snowing so bad they let us go from work. There's probably a foot of snow already on the ground, and we're taking one of these scenic parkways um, to scenic get back. Parkway. The scenic park. parkways. The parkway. It, it, it's the parkway where we're from, but it's literally like you go from one town, you're in the middle of nowhere the whole time you're on the parkway to the next town. And we were going very slow and saw a massive wolf run across the road in front of us. And people said they don't exist in southeastern Kentucky. But we seen what, what color was the wolf? It was like a gray. Yeah, it was gray. Was uh, it a boy dog or was it a wolf? No, it, it was, was a wolf. It was like, so I've got Remy. You guys have seen pictures of yeah. Remy. People people think he's a wolf. This dog was like two or three times the size of Remy. Yeah. So probably three times the size. Remy's Remy's as big as a, a great dane. Yeah. 
-hmm. So probably two to three times the size of a Great Dane. It was yeah. huge. It was huge. And they are. They say they don't exist around here, but we've seen well, them for sure. Back on the animal totems. <laughs> so, you know, like certain animals, like they mean certain things when you see them. And one of the things that I learned long, a long time ago, that if you see a fox, it means somebody you know is going to die. Really? Oh, shit. And oh, shit. so. I'm screwed. I got one living under my shed. <laughs> I'm every damn day. I've seen. Well, as we talk about, like, reading the signs and stuff, obviously the one in your shed doesn't mean that. Um, but I've actually been in the car with, and, and like I said, I, knowing this, it's been very interesting for me because um, that's not something I see often. Um, I've been in the car with people who have seen a fox, and they'll say, oh, my God, I see a fox. And within probably a week or two, they will know someone who has died, and it will be someone I don't know. In the South, at least in our South, um, you don't live in the south. No, well, I would say Cecil lives in the south. I live in the north of the south. <laughs> <laughs> um, but growing up, everybody always said that if if birds is trying to get in your windows, it was a sign that they were coming to take a take a life. Right. Yeah. So you guys are terrified me in the last. 30 seconds because I've seen at least eight foxes in the last month. And well, it, it, uh, again, with signs, it, <laughs> with signs, it's what it means to you. And mm -hmm. do you guys know who Silas House is? Please the author? Uh -uh. I'm sorry, I got barking. Silas House is an Appalachian author. And one, of the, things, the I live in. one of the things that um, he put in his books as a sign of death was dreaming of muddy water. Again, and that's the thing with dream interpretation too. It really depends on you because, like, for some people, cats are like a sign of someone's doing an evil against you. Against you, but I mean, for a time, I had pet cats, and I would dream about my cat, and I didn't think anybody was doing evil against me because it was my cat. Mm -hmm. So I think it really depends on um, what it means to you. It's like for me, when I dream of dogs, it's a, a new friend or an old friend in my life because, you know, man's best friend. So hmm. if I dream of dogs, that's it usually is something like I've, I had one um, dream where there is a very old, sick dog in my dream. And one of my friends had cancer. And that's what I found out after that they had cancer. And I was like, that's what that was, was like uh, getting a message about that. Jeez. So how do you make the distinction? Like Cecil just said, and I, and I've seen these these foxes a lot. I mean, I've seen them a lot, even before that the, this guy was living under my shed. It's actually a, a girl fox, a vixen, and she is just beautiful. She had babies last year. It was a whole thing. But you know, no. they're like cats. They're um, like friendly. Really? Yeah, like people have pets. <laughs> you see that I only have three fingers now, right? So that's why. <laughs> she, uh, she's not friendly. She does not like people. I bet her babies were. When they were uh, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. This fox is the epitome of unfriendly. If the fox had an AK-47, I'd be in some deep shit. This is, this is not a friendly fox. Beautiful, well, great looking fox. Don't get but, me wrong. But I guess see, the distinction. How do you how it, do you make the distinction as to when it's well, actually supposed to mean something versus it is versus when it is? Well, uh, can I can I um, uh, go ahead, Hadley? I was just gonna say I would say for for the, in this case, Rich, that that would be one of your um spirit animals. Yep, it's a helper. It's there. I would look that up to see um. And I would I would embrace her, 
you know, that would be something, that's how I would look at it. If you keep seeing something over and over again, it usually, again, has a message for you. But something that's taking up residence is there for a reason. Yeah. And a lot of times, when, <laughs> um, a lot of times with me, when I start looking at a message, it's when it's something that we don't see in my area a lot. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, we've got, thanks for the, uh, 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 the recommendation for the blank cameras, Tully. Because that comes into this, but um, I usually check them in the morning if they go off at night. And several months back, they had gone off in the middle of the night and there was a beautiful red fox out there. We don't have foxes around where I live. I mean, it's just not an area where you have a lot of fox. And um, two weeks later, my dad's best friend passed away. So, like I said, so it's a lot of times with me, it's either it's an obvious, like I said, a vulture's knocking on my front door. I would take that as a message. Yeah. You know, and like I said, just the fact that we never see fox around here. Well, Um, for for me, like um, for the longest time, and this is where we talk about like your your spirit um, animals coming and going mm -hmm. for, for like probably 20 years of my life. I always saw two crows. Always two never three always two and that stopped and it's like that message that time period changed or whatever but um but i've had again like an animal that'll show up in a dream like um that that's usually a spirit animal that's taking up with me that's bringing me a message and it's going to journey with me and provide me support for a time being you know um I didn't have dogs for a long time. I went from having cats. Oh, no, yeah, you never had a dog when <clears throat> yeah, we met. I, and now, I mean, I, I've had a house full um, of dogs for what, like, 10, 15 years? And no dog, and no dogs. You know, it's no, no funny cats, you mention no specific oh, yeah, numbers. No I always do very specific numbers as well, um, but I just liken it to like that movie twenty three, where he just sees that and everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know there's there's messages in the numbers and in everything. I mean, again, it's if you notice something that's unusual and it it just kind of resonates somewhere in your mind, like that's kind of weird that I'm seeing that. That's why I get um, I get kind of skeptical. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to anybody talk about gematria, but whenever people start talking about gematria, I'm like, yeah, that is absolutely insane that all these connections are there. But at the same time, you've kind of drawn your own conclusions. I feel like it's one of those things, like if you talk about not seeing it for a long time, like I ain't seen a Dodge Neon in a long time. You go out in the town and you see like five of them. Like you just kind of manifest whatever you want to kind of be. Yeah. Dodge Neon's got a message for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what we're saying. It's got a message. That's all spirit. <laughs> whenever, we, whenever we seen that wolf, did anything happen after that? I don't remember. We stayed so drunk back then we wouldn't even notice anyone. <laughs> but you know, and no, actually, it was a Chihuahua, and, and they just—they no. were so shit faced when they were driving home. They're this like, was, oh, this was midday. It was during the day. We hadn't been drinking. Well, I mean, we was drinking on the way, but we was only too deep. <laughs> <laughs> there was nobody else on the parkway. There was like a foot of snow on there. So. Um. It wasn't technically drinking and driving. <laughs> now, uh, my mom, when she was living, she would tell me that um, whenever she saw a yellow butterfly, that that was my grandfather. That 
she would see and i mean that's not something you see much around here very and, weird that you say that well there's uh, i didn't see a yellow butterfly but i saw maybe my first butterfly in the last since i've moved to cincinnati um i saw the first butterfly i've seen this year um just a couple of weeks ago it, it looked like a monarch maybe well my mom died in january of 2021 and i have not seen a yellow butterfly since but when she was living th there would be one around it was weird i mean it's like little stuff like that stuff that means different things to different people but That's you talked about stuff too we hadn't talked about totem poles right which you know the totem pole it has like your your clan your family and then like your personal one like th that's the totems kind of i don't remember how it breaks down because it's been a very long time since i studied it but you know like your family has a like which what morgana was saying about the the hawks like her family totem would be the hawk but then like her tribal one would be like maybe a coyote and then like her personal one would be the vulture you know it means different things and that's it, it's it is something that's in many different cultures it means many different things and it's not something that um our ancestors did not pay attention to they did i mean it means something oh yeah yep and, and it's really funny the things that i can remember my grandmother talking about different things you know uh you know the way the dog was acting oh it's gonna do this or you know we're gonna do that but even as as far as like to this day i do not sweep out of my house because my grandmother always said that that swept the luck out of your house. So, you know, I use a dustpan and put it in the trash, you know, but it was always, you know, things that she had grown up hearing, you know, and about animal I, behavior and stuff. I also have, um, I, we inherited the broom from my grandma that she always kept next to the door. It's supposed to be good luck. Like keep, mm -hmm. keep bad people out of your house. <laughs> yep. Yep. I got something That's... that goes clack clack for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and and I know that, like I say, some totems come and go. I can remember a point in time where you know I felt that you know my spirit animal was a horse, and it was at that particular time. Now I still love horses, but I have no spiritual connection to them like I did back then. I have I have, I have a. I have a, a horse that I dream of. I've dreamed of it my whole life. I can picture it in my head. It is, it is a like pinto horse, like an Indian pony. Mm -hmm. And that horse, I don't, it's like, I don't see the horse, it, but I'm riding the horse. Mm -hmm. It's like, I see its back. I see its hair. I know everything about this horse, but like I said, it's been there forever. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So, so identification then you, you and I were talking the other day and you said that my spirit animal is a spider so how does one recognize and understand what their spirit animal or their power animal is how do you figure that out because this is this is new to me i don't know any about this this is the you got bit by a spider a couple of times that was why yeah it's like a, it's like a daily that's thing like a, that's like a shadow it's like a shadow um totem isn't that you what know, i said earlier that doesn't shadow. sound good rich no but that's <laughs> what they did yeah yeah well, you're bad. getting bit every day. That's not a good thing. Well, no. not, not every day, but I, I, I've gotten <laughs> spider bites, wolf spiders, fishing spiders. From the most interesting man in the world, Rich Restucci, went to Australia and got bit by a big 
Dude, I hate spiders. I hate spiders, and Australia has like demonic spiders. How big Google Eastern Mouse Spider. I'm not Good. looking at it. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. <laughs> I, we, I, you know what? Don't put your boots on. You know, if you think there's a spider in there. So I picked up my boots to shake it out after we sleep. The little bastard fell out on my boot and bit me on the foot. He landed on my foot. And he's like, "Fuck you!" and he bit me. Like, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I mean. Is like, um, like okay. For example, if you were an Indian brave and you went out into the woods and let's say you were a child and you got mauled by a bear, a bear would be one of your totems. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it has it has left its mark on you. Yep. So deer for sure is mine because yeah. I totaled at least nine cars of mine in my life. So, all right. So is that my power animal or my spirit animal? Um, I would say probably a spirit animal. Okay. So how do I identify and figure out what my power animal is? For me, what I did is I did that journey. And I think I told you this too, Rich, is I never imagined in my wildest dreams that I would have a tiger for a power animal. But when I, I don't want a damn tiger. I don't want a freaking spider. I want a tiger. Yeah, but see, but you know, I, and, and all bullshit aside, Rich, I mean, you do have so many spider characteristics. I mean, because you're a communicator. You're a no, I mean, serious. Spiders are known for us being communicators. Uh, they're creators. They're creative. You know, it's actually I mean, a very powerful and ancient, mm -hmm. awesome kind of totem. So yeah. not enough for nothing, I mean, but I'm powerful and ancient too. All right, I'll take the spider. But, you know, and, and, and I must say, look, my husband a couple of years ago got bit multiple times in one summer. And I kept telling him, you need to listen. You need to listen. No, we need to fumigate the house. But I'm not getting bitten. Only you are getting bitten. So. Well, and also, it's a trickster energy. And I can totally see Rich Restucci oh, yeah. a trickster. There you yes. go, Tony. That <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I can see that, too. You know, and like I said, you know, uh, and then there's that shadow side that kind of deals more with the darker aspects of, you know, the personality and everything. Well, and that often, um, once you embrace your totem that's trying to connect with you, because it's usually those that people are being apprehensive about. Like some people might have been bitten by a snake and they're, you know, they hate snakes or terrified of snakes, but that might be their, sh their shadow animal. And then once they make peace with it, it no longer bites them or terrifies them. But, you know, you have to make that connection. You have to make that relationship with them. So same trip as the spider. Uh, we got a flat tire. Uh, I took the tire off. Put up my buddy's doing what he was doing. We were trying to fix his tire. Picked the tire up and a snake tried to bite me. because He's like, you know, screw you. And he came and he got my boot and I had a staff and I just... I squished his head with the staff. It ended up, it ended up being a, a like a smaller desert death adder. Um, so I've had my my bad. It was same trip. It was like two days before the spider got me. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it was in Western Australia. So that was interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Never really thought about it too much, but it didn't actually bite me. Thank, thank everything that is holy that it didn't bite me. Uh, the spider bite was fierce. But so now, do I have snake energy too? Because I, I'm digging snakes a little bit more than spiders. But... Well, the, the snake was trying to get your attention, obviously. It might have had a message for you. I don't know. I thought, I thought I just pissed him off. 
is that something that's reoccurring with snakes or do you reoccur? Uh, I've been bitten by three snakes. Two of those little black snakes that don't uh, bite people. They I bit would me. Say, yes. That's probably saying hello, Rich Ristucci. We have you have the worst <laughs> luck. <laughs> well, that's because, well, okay. So the spider thing was an accident. Uh, the snake thing was, he was just mad, but the, the other two snakes, when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, they, it was because I was stupid. I just went and I was like, oh, my, my mom, oh, that will not bite you. You can pick that right up. So I was like, okay. And I picked that up and that motherfucker jumped on me. And so they don't have, he didn't have any fangs. He's got teeth. He's got little uh, teeth mm -hmm. that point back to in the back of his jaw. It was a little black snake. Wow. And, uh, and I, so I pulled it like that. I was like, holy crap. And I pulled it and it laid my finger open because oh. the, the tooth was in me and I just, I pulled it away. And it, it, it was not bad. It wasn't a bad bite or anything, but I was like eight. And I'm like, oh, that boy, you bit me. And I'm running around with my finger like this, squirting blood. So, and then that was the kind of the same thing that happened. And we had, we caught a snake, a big snake out back in my, when I just first got my dog and I'm like, you ain't eating my dog. He was a big snake. It was a big black snake. Uh, it, this was a six footer. He was enormous. And he was snapping at us. He's 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 rearing back and snapping at us. I know he can't hurt me. Same thing with the other snake, but he was there. Well, I think we there's some kind of like and turtles and like primal fear inside of us that even though you know they can't hurt you, they you still know not to mess with them. You know? What yeah, I mean? but I've I've never been afraid of snakes. Don't get me wrong. I don't want spiders crawling on me. Screw that noise. Hell with that shit. But snakes, they don't really frighten me unless I mean if I guess I had if I had one in my lap. That wouldn't be cool. Where, but where we grew up, it was kind of like, well, I mean, there's there's tons of copperheads, which you smell well, them before you see them. We but... used to have a lot of black snakes and green see, snakes too. I used to collect them in buckets though. when I was little. Yeah, they, uh, literally on the farm, it, you know, it, it takes two days to mow and weed eat everything. And I was weed eating one of these stretches of banks. Like there were two big banks, maybe a hundred yards each. And every time I weeded those banks, there's always copperheads. That's a bad bite, copperhead. That's that's well, not a good snake to be bitten by. Back to the snakes. Um, snakes are interesting because it's not, a, again, there are no bad totems. That's what people need to understand. Nothing's bad. Everything has a purpose. And with snakes, I mean, there's a lot of like medical energy, but also regeneration, renewal. Um, it is something that is considered what I can't think of the word. I'm sorry. Um, infinite. It's a fertility. I was going to say it's also uh, tied into sexuality. Yeah. Well, I had twins on my first shot, so But it's it's a cycle of death and rebirth. I mean that that would be a total. I mean. It's again not a bad thing. It, I find it interesting, and this is going into like the fact that you're like a scientist and stuff like that. These are, to me, both of these are totems that I would connect with that type of um, future for you. You know. Hmm. Okay. Futures. Well, I mean, it's and and the writing thing with the spiders definitely. Yep, that creativity. Yeah. All right. Yep. I mean, I'll, I'll buy that. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know enough about this to to agree or disagree. I'm, I was just more here for you know to get information and to mm -hmm. throw out jellyfish stories, that kind of thing. <laughs> so I, I like the whole snake spider thing. Mm -hmm. 
I like it. Well, and like I said, it's it's the oh, ones good. that bother you or the hardest ones to wrap your mm -hmm. mind around because, like I said, you're like, oh my god, spider, you know. And um, but yeah, I, I'm like Hadley, you know. I think that there's good in all of it. I mean, everything's got a dark side or a shadow side, but usually once you make peace with that side of it, then it can be useful to you. Well, and if you go back to the tiger, I mean, I was. Because, I mean, I will say tigers are effing cool, right? But yeah. tigers are also, they're very solitary animals. You don't see them in pairs. I am a loner. I am someone who, you know, if it wasn't for my little pack of furry friends, I wouldn't, you know, totally be a hermit. You know, and that was something when Tracy started explaining that aspect of it, I was like, oh, wow, that makes sense. But at first I was like, this can't be my totem because this is like super cool. And I'm like, not. But so, when she started, she started picking it apart and showing me, like the the power of the medicine. It, yeah, it made sense. It made perfect sense. I you remember mine because one time I was in an altered state of mind, and I couldn't move for like eight hours. And uh, every time, even when even when my eyes were open and closed, I kept seeing like these ancient Chinese drawings of a tiger mm -hmm. with uh, rotating colors. Oh, that's we need to talk about that sometime. I want to dive into that. I was in a very altered state of mind at the time. <laughs> it's been about 15 years ago. I was a different person. <laughs> you, hey, Hadley, do you remember that guy, John? I forget his last name, that used to do the aura drawings at, at uh, uh, over in Jackson? Yeah, I do. Did you ever get one done? No, but I actually have a aura drawing I had done in Raleigh when I lived in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. It's on my refrigerator that uh -huh. is super cool. And I'll take a picture and post it for y'all. Yeah. yeah, I'll send you mine too. But there's actually a bear when you start looking at it and taking the, the colors apart and stuff in the one he did of mine. I mean, and the thing is, I don't know if you remember this back when... Uh, Ian, it was the one that came the year before Katrina. And I was driving my kids over to my brothers in Brookhaven because I didn't care whether I stayed, but I didn't want my kids to stay, you know, when it was potential that we were going to get hit. And we sat in traffic for about eight and a half hours just to get like 30 miles up the road so I could turn off the main highway and go back way. Well, I had gotten so tired and everything really thought I was hallucinating the whole time. I told my brother when I finally got to his house, I said, I'm telling you, I was hallucinating. I kept seeing these bear looking things, only their heads were more triangular than regular. And he's like, you just need to sleep. I'm like, okay, I went to sleep. Well, when you John did that, foot. right. But now when John did that painting, that bear image looks exactly like those bear images that I was seeing that night. Well, and it was about five years later. I try and tell everyone, y'all should totally, like, do a meditation and connect with your animal stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You'd be surprised. I've, I have bear energy. Bears come to me in dreams and in meditations. Big bear energy. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, I have dreams about white buffalo. And that's big power with my uncle's people. Mm -hmm. And that's something that um, when we used to go out to Jim Ewing's house mm -hmm. that I would tell him about. And he, I mean, we, we had long talks about it, but mm -hmm. um, you would be surprised at the kind of stuff that comes up with that. With, I mean, I know that I want to say Rich, does, I don't know if Rich does meditation, but I know he does martial arts. So he's probably inclined to that kind of mental state. Obviously mm -hmm. Cecil is. 
<laughs> I know Kelly is, but I mean, and I Hadley has there. gone deeper into that place lately. <laughs> I know, right? My, my crown of flowers that, that blew uh-huh. out of my head. Um, yeah, I think that it would totally. I would love to just do a group journey with y'all, but um, Kasawaga or whatever. Ashkawaga. Yeah that, yeah, that stuff that you do in uh, ayahuasca. Uh, oh man, I felt like I was two steps away from an ayahuasca trip. <laughs> Mike, I, I don't think we have anything on crystals coming up, but we do have some really cool stuff coming up. We've got some awesome guests coming on, um, and some really cool topics. Like I think I, I think the next show is on other dimensions. Yeah, that's altered states of being will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgana, you know who you should that. put on your roster uh, and get in touch with is Jim Ewing. Yes, yeah. Jim he Ewing is awesome. Jim Ewing is the man that I used to go. Um, he would have these drum circles out at his house, and he is the shaman that taught my friend Tracy, and he's amazing. He y'all would really like Jim, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, he, I can't think of the tribe he's like the elder in, but it's. Blue Sky Waters is, I think, his his name. Yep. Let's see. We've got Martin coming back on in November. We've got Paranormal Investigator Nathan Elwell coming on in November. And who's David? I don't know. Y'all told me to put him on there. That's a Stephen. Stephen knows him. Okay. Okay, so we've got a, right. another investigator coming on in early December, and then um, Caitlin with Unbound Underground. Oh, I love Caitlin. Um, she's coming on in December to talk about skinwalkers with us. She's uh, Native American, uh, paranormal investigator. She travels all over the country looking for uh, something else. Oh, well, not anything to do with Weird Awakenings, but I got invited to there is a gentleman that lives by my friend that he is a Cree Indian and he does the sun dance and Ooh. I have been invited to go with her over to his house the next time they all get together for a dance thing over there. I can't oh, remember awesome. the tribe that um that Caitlin's associated with, but the land that her family lives on, she can trace it back. I think it's like either nine or thirteen generations yeah. on wow, the land. Awesome. And there's she talks like well, obviously, she talks very fondly about her family's land, but she has some crazy stories about even her experiences out in the, you know, surrounding nature. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. We've got some interesting things coming up, guys, for Weird Realities. We're um, working with Wearing the Folk. We're partnering up with Nightcallers Productions. We're taking watching weird to new heights <laughs> i'll be, be prepared because um it looks like we're going to be doing an fm stream which will have our own app and stuff coming out and um you just never know who all is going to be partnered with us so it's about to get crazy fun yes and you heard it first here that's right yes anytime rich rich ristucci is going to be doing a prepper show Oh, yes. dude. Can you I look so happy that? when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she asked for volunteers. Where are you, Cecil? I didn't hear about this. <laughs> Cecil, there's, uh, there's going to be a prepper show? Yeah. You uh, you uh, want to be on the prepper? Uh, maybe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to do the prepper show, Rich. You can have like a thousand people beating on your door. 
Oh, I just need to take All notes right. to see if they've come up with some stuff I hadn't thought of. I'm down for a prepper show. That's All right, yeah. man. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. We really appreciate you joining us, joining us tonight. And yeah, Rich, it was great having you. Like I said, come back anytime. We love it great when you're here. here. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. All righty. And until next time, stay weird. Night. Where's the music at, Cecil? Yay.